this episode of the Changing Lives podcast for the people of Signet Healthcare, we take some time out to re- reflect on the inspirational moments we we see working with our colleagues. What our colleagues do every day can change people's lives. We are often too busy to truly recognise it, but today we're going to talk about some moments worth shouting about. My name is Barry O'Driscoll. I'm the hospital manager at Signet Hospital Keystoke. It's a psychiatric hospital in Western Supermare near Bristol. And today I'm joined by Rosie and Phoebe. How are you both? Very well, thank you, Barry. Yourself? Very well. The sun is shining here in Western Supermare and we're only about half a mile from the beach, so it's it's quite nice. Phoebe, how are you? Yeah, good. Shame we don't have a desk outside. Yeah, there. Maybe we can arrange that on another day. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how long you've been at Signet? Rosie? Yeah, so I joined Signet in December of 2019 as a staff nurse. Um, and then I quickly progressed in, I think it was February to CTL. And then round about, I don't know, three months later, if that, I went to um, interim ward manager of NASH. Good. And I now have a substantive post. That's quite a journey in a short space of it time. It is. It is. And Phoebe, your story, how long have you been at Signet? Uh, just over a year now. So we started in February last year as a ward clerk. Good. And and that role is a supportive role for Rosie and the team on Absolutely invaluable. I, don't, I can't do half of what I do without Phoebe there. So. so Phoebe, you nominated Rosie for an award because of what she did during the peak of the pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about the award and, and why you thought Rosie deserved it? Yeah, so I was looking through the Mercury newspaper and I spotted, I think it was an award for a pandemic hero. And I thought there's no one better to put forward for that than Rosie. Uh, I know how hard she's worked and she doesn't give herself enough credit. But I thought even if I just nominated her, but for her to actually win and get the award was definitely, um, definitely great. And I, I gather, although you, you oversaw the um, nomination, that a number of individuals on the ward gave their own. Yeah. I, I know I had to read through them, and, and the general consensus was um, going above and beyond for your, mm. for your team, but also for members of the community. I recall that there was, there was something you did for somebody in the community, Rosie, that formed part of your nomination. Can uh, you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, I, I was just on Facebook, and there was this message that popped up from a woman who lived, I think it was a couple of hundred miles away. Her dad, who lived local, the people that were caring for her dad had gone down with COVID and they needed somebody to go in and just just give him his meds. So I just, yeah, volunteered and went in and did that for about two weeks. And she very nicely um, brought the team a box of donuts and uh, lint chocolates, I think, wasn't it? They didn't last very long, whatever they were, but yeah, so, so... So yeah, that was just something that I did really, didn't really want any recognition. It was just Mm. something that I could do to help. So I did. Very good. And as I think Phoebe touched upon, all of this resulted in in you winning the award. Can you tell us a bit about how you felt having been nominated a pandemic hero? Um, I'm going to say probably a bit of a fraud because I don't see what I did that's out of what I do every day, I guess. I don't know. It was a bit of a shock. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I was a bit shocked when they told me it was a gym membership. I think it was because of all the cakes I made and they were trying to tell me something. They were just not being quite so direct about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it was good. And then I got to go to the, the Cadbury Centre, um, met the guys there. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. good. Well, I think on, on behalf of the hospital and, and the organisation, we, we were extremely proud of you. 
Um, I think it was good to promote Signet as well. So obviously um, I couldn't have done what I did if it wasn't for the water stuff anyway. So it's not just it was me. I think somebody else should have had the award and I should have just carried on doing what I was doing really. But Well, as as the registered manager of site, and I, I fully concur that you were very d- deserving of the award. And like you said, a, lo- a lot of the reason you won the award and the nominations describe you as as a person you're somebody who comes in to help and that's what our job is all about helping our staff and our service users um yeah i guess you can't really be in this job if you don't want to help somebody if you know there are easier jobs that you can do um and the pandemic was really really tough on everybody not just the service users but the staff as well they had a a tougher time as as anybody really um probably because they were stuck with me for like 12 hours five days a week mm. um they probably saw more of me than they did their their partners or their their friends so yeah and I, th- I think as you mentioned you know the pandemic has hit everybody hard and and the last year has been a particularly tough challenge for for everybody but particularly to our staff here and our, our patients here um and it, it's been a, a tough slog over the year You've mentioned cakes and different things, but you can talk to us about some of the things that you and your team have done to keep the spirits up during the period. Well, for the service users, we what we've done is we've we've just tried to make it as easy for them as possible. So it, it was really difficult when they're not able to see their their family and friends. So we tried to get some Zoom meetings going so they didn't feel completely isolated. Uh, we we I guess we sort of acted like a second family because mm. they weren't seeing their own family. Um, so, you know, when they come in, they were really scared and, you know, this pandemic thing had just hit and then some people had to isolate and they found that all really scary. So it was just like bringing in extra bits over the weekend so that they, you know, they had thing, extra things to do, not things to do, because there's always things to do, but extra things to do. Um, McDonald's bringing in treats, things mm. like that, just to try and boost their the morale, I guess, because it, it was difficult. It was tough, but we all got through it. And you did get through it, and as yeah. as the manager of the service, you you were an instrumental part of that. Um, I'd like to thank you both and the, and the wider team who weren't here today for getting involved in 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 this nomination process, and as a special congratulations to you, Rosie, who went ahead and and won the Pandemic Hero Award, which we are all so so proud of, and you're so deserving of it. Hi, it's Ellie. I'm a mental health act administrator at Joyce Parker Hospital. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe and share with your colleagues. It really does make a difference. I'd like to ask something about the the war team and touch upon what Rosie spoke about team spirit and getting through that very challenging year. Uh, Nash is often described by some staff as a very fun place to work despite the challenges they can present at times. Can you talk to us a little bit about how the team, how as a team and, and with Rosie's leadership, you, you managed to balance that? Um, I th- I think just well it, having the balance we obviously professional on the floor and then through the tough times we learn to come to each other and have a laugh and talk through the things that have happened maybe make a joke about things um, making each other many many cups of tea mm. on a daily basis and there's one of Rosie's favourite quotes beginning of the day just shouts tea and whoever um, answers has to go and make it <laughs> but they have actually all learnt now so they all ignore me at the start of the day or you try and start a normal conversation with them and they know where it's going <laughs> predictable i think yeah. i am <laughs> yeah but no i think i think in generally you've got to have a sense of humor anyway um because if you don't it's the type of work isn't the, it the job's you, really hard and if you haven't got a sense of humor and you don't come in with that sort of like positive vibe then you're on a, 
a, you know, a, a sticky wicket really because the service users, they need to see that. They need to see that it's not all doom and gloom and mm. there is light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, they used to say, oh, well, we're stuck in here. And it's like, well, we're stuck in here too. So, you know, let's just get on and do what we need to do. And then they'd say goodbye at the end of the day. They'd go to bed and then all of a sudden you're back again. It's like, oh, you're back. It's like, well, yeah, where do you think we were going to go? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, you, you've got you've to have fun. But also you need to be serious and professional and, and, and know, you know, when to mix the two and, and when not. Because people were worried about their families. People, you know, service users were worried about their families. Staff were worried about their families. Staff were worried about staff. Um, it, it was it was hard, but as a hospital, we all we all got through it. Everyone came in when they needed to do. Um, we did the COVID um, testing centre down in the car park. Um, staff, you know, all rallied together and brought cups of teas and bacon. I think we had bacon sandwiches. I think did, from yeah. the kitchen, yeah. So yeah, but we just get through it. It's just like a big extended family, which is probably quite corny to say, but it but it is. That's what it is. Mm. So yeah. I think that's something you see when you go onto the ward, not just amongst the staff team. I think that transcends into how you care for patients. You know, people are always on the ward, available to chat, mm-hmm. and, and that that what the job is all about. It's about talking to people and listening to people and being there to support people, and that's something you see consistently on Nash Ward. So when we get a referral through, we see the paperwork, and we always see people at their worst um, because obviously... That they need to be in PQ for whatever reason. So on paper, they can look quite scary or quite um, threatening. And then they come in and they're just completely different people. And I think it's 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 how we approach them and how they approach us. And, and we had one individual that, that seemed to rebound in. I think he came in twice during the pandemic. And each time he was like really pleased to see us because it was like, oh yeah, I've tried to come back again. And, and then he's back. But I think that's because he didn't have much family contact outside. Um, and he sort of associated us rightly or wrongly with with being a bit home and, and where he knows he's safe and he's supported. And he wasn't getting that out on the on, you know, when he was in the community because the community services weren't able to do what what they normally do. So he felt safe and secure here. And that was really that was really good to see because it, it, it felt that we were doing doing a good job and doing what we should be doing. I think for me, one of the memories I'll take out of the year is obviously in a big hospital like ourselves, there was a number of times during the year we went to what's called red status where we had a positive case, either from a staff or services or on the ward. And I remember the first time it happened and the panic, mm-hmm. even for myself, you know, in the very early days, but also the staff team. And mm-hmm. we were struggling around to try and get staff and we got through it and we pulled together. But to see over the course of the year that this, as the staff confidence grew, other periods where we went red, we had staff ringing us up in the morning saying, look, I'm available to come in and work for the next seven days if you need me to. And that, that real teamwork really helped the hospital to get through the, the real challenging periods, because at these points, you know, restrictions become ultra restrictions in the sense that once the ward is red, service users cannot leave the ward. Staff have to wear full PPE, which included towards the end, you know, face masks and 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 shields. So you can imagine how this looked to service users and, and staff. It was quite a scary scene, really. But over the course of the year, the staff and the service users, you know, as they got more accustomed to the new way of living, just it was an all in this together type attitude and you know the Nash team and the wider team at the hospital you know people coming in doing extra shifts people working longer shifts to cover where where people were off in isolation 
it really helped the hospital get through mm. thankfully to the point that you know everybody recovered safely and we we although the pandemic is clearly not over we have been you know covid free for nearly four months now i guess we're in the ppe made us have to work harder on our interpersonal skills and our body language because obviously we they were covering our masters covering our faces and you know some of the service users come in and they were quite paranoid so they came in at maybe a worse state than what they would do normally so i think the team worked extra hard to, to try and settle the service users down and try and give them the the extra support that they needed um whilst they were going through their own you know difficulties outside of the difficulties that were happening in the community Hi, it's Georgina. I'm a support worker at Joyce Park Hospital. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and share with your colleagues. It really does make a difference. I think from my perspective, is that there's no getting away from, you know, it, the pandemic has been really, really challenging for, for the service and, and I presume so is for other services. And certainly for, for our moments where we really struggled, it was about, you know, creating that, that teamwork mentality, trying to make sure that, you know, as a senior team, we were on the wards speaking to people. We were wearing PPE alongside our staff so that it, people lost a fear because we, we found that, especially at the start, there was just a real fear. There was a fear of of the um, of the virus and, and the potential um, for, that, for it to be very serious, not just for individuals. We had people worrying about their own families. We had service users worried about themselves and their families. So what we tried to do was use our corporate guidance and our policies to try and help people understand that we were, we were following best practice guidelines. We were in regular contract with Public Health England who assured us the measures we were taking were, were about the best we could take. And I think spending time, and not just me as a senior manager, I know our ward managers did and our staff supported each other. It was about giving people an opportunity to talk about their anxieties and their fears and try and support them through that process. And as Rosie mentioned, I think having a little bit of fun every now and again, I recall times during the year we got an ice cream truck to come to the wards and we gave you know 200 ice creams to everybody. Little things like that just really helped spur people on a little bit and we had pizza nights and movie nights we've had a um, lot of takeaway it's amazing how you know when we go to service users and staff and ask them what what treat do you like it's, it tends to be a domino's pizza. pizza have you noticed i've actually stopped making cakes now because i don't think the team yeah. can actually yeah. they told me they were going to get diabetes if they ate any more cake yeah. so i had to stop but i i, I think the biggest advice I'd, I'd give any hospital manager or hospital team is is that you know people's anxieties and fears are real and they must be given an opportunity to discuss them. I think and everyone shares those same fears yes, and anxieties yeah, as well, yeah. and acknowledging yeah. that everyone's in the same boat through this pandemic. We're yeah. trying to normalise what is absolutely not normal. Yeah. And trying to work with what you have. Yeah. Um, which is is challenging, but we did it, so we we managed to to make it work for Nash. Yeah, and I think so, some days you're not quite sure how we did it, but no, I've got no clue. Look, looking back, I really don't know. But how we did what we did, but we did. But we did. And I think, you know, all of our staff, you know, like I said, came through. And for, for me, it was about spending that one to one time with individuals to allow them to 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 discuss their fears and their anxieties. And, and thinking outside the box, we had some staff who were put up in hotels for four and five mm-hmm. nights whilst they were doing a run of shifts so they wouldn't have to go home and maybe um, share, share the house with somebody who was classed as vulnerable at the time. And I think Georgie did that, didn't yeah. she? She, she stayed, did, yeah. stayed down at the caravan park yeah. for a while because she couldn't 
go or she didn't want to go home because uh, I think it was her auntie or someone was yeah. shielding. We had, yeah. a, we had a number of staff do that. We had staff go to different hospitals or, or sister yeah. hospitals oh, yeah. in the southwest. Yeah. We mm. had a number of staff who volunteered and go down to work there when they were going through their, their struggles. But it was about yeah, really giving people the opportunity to discuss their fears and anxieties and reassuring people that, you know, if we followed the national guidance, best practice guidelines, in effect, we, we should be as safe as we possibly can be. And thankfully, everybody was okay despite us having a number of positive cases at different times through the years. Mm. I am very lucky and we are very lucky to have some very good people working here. Um, you know, Rosie's a really good example. Um, ward managers who you know, just roll their sleeves up, heads of department who roll their sleeves up and, and will come and support the staff. So I, I wouldn't say it's unique, but I'm certainly very lucky to have the individuals I have working at the hospital because that's undoubtedly helped us throughout the year. I guess what motivated me all the way along actually even to do nursing is because everyone would told me that I couldn't do it. Um, so I, in, a, in a way I wanted to prove them wrong, but also um, for my children as well. So they, they continue to motivate me to do it. And also when you, you, you know, you see Kewstoke and, and Western Supermare is quite a small area. So if you're in town and all of a sudden you see one of the old service users is suddenly shouting you down and running after you, it's quite rewarding because you know that they're in the community and they're at that point living their best life. So, yeah, it, it's motivating to see that and to want to do that. If you, if you don't want to do nursing, especially if you don't want to do PQ nursing, then I wouldn't, you know, you, you don't go into it for an easy life. You go in, in into it to make a difference. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm fairly similar to that. I sort of fell into nursing by accident. I was between jobs and got a job in a nursing home and went from there and I think Rosie's made a really good point. It, 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 for me, it's a very simple job. The basics of it, you know, where to to go and talk to people and listen to people, and I've always found that relatively easy. Over the years, I suppose it's it's the communication and the relationships you develop. Rosie's mentioned going on to help service users, you know, and that and that is a real passion of mine and and ours here at Kewstoke, but also helping staff. You know, there's a lot of staff again. Western Supermare is relatively small catchment area for staff so we have a lot of new starters who come in with very little experience certainly of working in psychiatric hospitals they may have experience in the care industry and over the years it's about nurturing them staff and developing them staff and some of them staff have gone on to do their nurse training some have gone on to be psychologists some have come back and managed their services so for me both very similar it's about supporting our staff and our service user group and building them relationships and helping people you know be the best they can be so I'm not directly involved in, in the care of the service users, but seeing um, how they come in and how they progress and seeing them get well and, and leave is rewarding enough. And seeing new staff come in and build their confidence up, uh, one thing that I do support with is sort of the paperwork side of things and helping them learn. The but you're, you're on the ward as well. It's not yeah. like you're completely off the ward. You're no, no. on the ward and engaging and, and yeah. doing everything. And you should be a nurse, but you won't. So <laughs> you won't even look at that, haven't yeah. you? No, I, There's I like time being yet. in the background. I'm trying to get her to do it. She's just not having it at the minute. If you were, know a colleague or you think deserves a shout-out for, for the inspirational work they can do, then please do let us know by emailing communications at signethealth.co.uk and we'll get them on a podcast. Hi, it's David Lord. I'm the security lead for the Signet Joyce Park Hospital. 
Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you could share this podcast with your team. Keep up with the latest episodes by subscribing or signing up via the link in the episode description. Thank you.